Greetings, everyone. It is now time for Marked Safe. Tales of your very favorite and most beloved disasters. On Marked Safe, we discuss events and details that some may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Please listen responsibly and stay safe. And now, here with your hosts, Brianne and Melanie, this is Marked Safe. I have missed you. I've missed so you much. so bad. It's been awful. COVID's the fucking worst. Oh my god, I know. Everybody I love has had it lately. I'm just like a pro at it now. Yeah, this is your third time. You would think that practice makes perfect, but apparently I still suck when it comes to I getting COVID. <laughs> I don't <laughs> it, think it works that way. It's still worse. It's just terrible every single time. How are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm doing okay. Luckily, I got it um at the very end of my children's school year. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how I caught it. I'm bummed because we had planned to go to Arkansas and do a spa and I wanted oh. magnet fish and catch some jack, you know, some slot machines. I almost said jackpots. I want some <laughs> jackpots. Um, this, is, this is such a Melanie thing to say. Yeah. So I, I had to postpone it and this is our annual big thing. And, you know, we've had to miss it because of the pandemic and now because of actual pandemic stuff. And yeah, it just sucks. I miss my aunts. I want to see Aunt Carolyn. I want to see Aunt Veda. I want to be on a boat with my kids, but I got to make sure everyone's safe. So do you have any idea when you might be able to reschedule it for? Um, I don't know. We're just going to wing it, I guess. Yeah. When we can. I don't know. What a bummer. COVID ruins everything. It does ruin everything. It's I, not going to ruin this episode, though. Nope. I did squeeze in a Mexican pizza before... uh the pandemic hit and uh, they ripped that shit off the shelves. <laughs> okay. Are we going to talk about it? <laughs> We're going to talk about it because I got some a text from you yesterday that blew my fucking mind. Oh, I'm so good at blowing your mind with things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, what tell the world. Say? No, you tell. Brand's never had a Mexican pizza from Taco had, Bell. Had never had. I don't appreciate your present tense. Well, listen, she was texting me while she was waiting. She So the line was too, it was a difficult day. It was a long line in Taco Bell. You do realize that's why the line was long, right? I guess very long and it was almost midnight. Mhm. There's very little pizza. open here at that time. There's like three things. I hate McDonald's. I was not in the mood for Wendy's. Did you just call much. it Donald's? No, I don't think so. I hope. <laughs> Either my headphones glitched out with the mic, or you just said, I hate the Donalds. You know who I mean either way. I don't like them. I don't care if it's got a mic or not, I don't like it. They've taken away every single menu item I've ever cared about there. Mm -hmm. That's how All I felt when Taco Bell pulled the Mexican pizza. Well, yeah. So I was in, in the Taco Bell line at 11.30 last night, and uh, it came up that I'd never had a Mexican pizza. <laughs> and your mom has a Mexican pizza t-shirt. Yes, my mom has a Save the Mexican Pizza t-shirt. And, uh, you know, I, I quietly support her in that without having any stance on the matter myself. <laughs> 
Um, so it came up that I had never had one. And, you know, obviously with Melanie around, that had to change. So you were very skeptical that they would have it, but they had it. I tried it and the most lukewarm take of all. <laughs> it was okay, I guess. But you tried it. You can say you tried yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it certainly wasn't the worst thing I've ever eaten, but of all the fine offerings at Taco Bell, I probably wouldn't order it again. <laughs> Next, I'm forcing you to watch Star Wars. No, no, you're not. Yes, I am. No, I don't love anyone that much. <laughs> Sorry, not even you. <laughs> well, no. I will have to tell Aunt Veda that it was, she's not missing out because they've already pulled them from her. Has she, she never had one either? No, she has. And she okay. wanted one, but well, they went. I mean- in and her world, she might be missing out. So I don't know that that's going to help her very much. Well, we can just tell her the re-release was terrible. Yeah. So much worse than the first. <laughs> Fuck if I know. Go to the Donald's. Go to the Donald's. <laughs> don't go there. Just don't don't ask there. for a milkshake. What is the best um, fast food chain, in your opinion? In my opinion? Mm-hmm. Rallies. Ooh, that's a dark horse rallies all the way wow why what do you eat there um it doesn't matter you could pick literally anything off the menu it's going to be piping fucking hot every single time you will never get anything cold from rallies period the cheese is messed like melted to perfection it's (laughs) greasy the fries are just so seasoned but have you had have you had their loaded fries i've had it all because yes. I don't particularly care for rallies, but oh my god, they're fully loaded fries with the ranch on them. Because their ranch is like chef's kiss. They have the best ranch. Yes. And on top of that, their fries are so crispy. So they do that and it doesn't make them soggy. Wow. Okay. Well, I was not expecting so many feelings from no, you well. about this, but here we are. There's um, a new place that was just built, um, open last week in our town. Uh, I think it's called Smalls. Have you ever... Nope. Hmm. Let me look this up. Okay. It's called Small Sliders. And so you know how um, people have been taking those, um, like the cargo boxes, the ship cargo boxes. You know what I'm talking about? The metal containers. And they make like Um, tiny houses and stuff out of it. Yeah. This is how the restaurant's built out of these like metal cargo. It's just like one stack sideways on another. And... They just, it's a very limited menu. It's sliders and fries, pretty much. It is so fucking good. Really? I, I've never heard of it. I will eat there all the time. It might oh give God. rallies a run for its money. And they're so, like, I think sliders, and I'm like, okay, I'll order 10. I will eat them all. Not a problem. Like, White Castles, you just shove them all in your mouth. This, like, you can have one, two, and you're full. It's weird. It's that the, is weird. They like put some magic on their food to where it just fills you up super fast. Man, now I, I really do kind of want to do a um, fast food chain bracket, bracket with you. I want you to do it though. You've got some <laughs> really hot takes. I'm very. I, I'm kind of a Hardee's stand myself. I love Hardee's. I don't. I, I've never um, really gotten into their burgers, but I mean they have the best chicken tenders out there, and the hot ham and cheese can get it. Isn't it? Um, called crystals in some places mm, i don't know i know it's um carl's jr in some places oh maybe that's what it is what is crystals is that white castle i, I mean it's a drug <laughs> i don't know i didn't know that white castle went by any other aliases but maybe 
Maybe I'm making this up. COVID brain. You might be. I don't think I am. I got to Google this. Hold on. Because I know somebody is screaming at their their phone right now. I think there's a crystals that is like. Because like rallies also is checkers in some places. Is it crystals with a K? I think it's with a C. There is a crystals with a K, but I'm not sure that it's like associated with having any other names. Hmm. I don't know. Have you ever had dog and suds? No. Oh man, it's it was I don't know if we still have any around. It was one of those places where they um like a, a drive in place with hot dogs and uh you know like foot long hot dogs and mugs of root beer and stuff. It was super fun. I'm a wiener yeah. schnitzel girl. Oh, apparently they have a dog and suds not too far from here, actually. I, oh no, that's a pet groomer. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to give me the footlong hot dog I seek. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> um, We have a bracket winner. Yeah. Yeah, we do have a bracket winner. We're um, starting a new week. We're closing one out and we're going to open a brand new one. I love the I, smell of new stuff. Okay. I can't wait to talk about the new bracket. <laughs> <laughs> but first, let's talk about our bracket winner. Um, for once, we didn't even have to put it in the spinner because Ashley Waycott knocked it out of the park. Holy shit. Knocked so it out of the park. Good. She is so good. She only missed one. It was a dumb one, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it was the fucking oodle one. And I'm judging every single one of you that got that wrong. But it's, she, it's the best. She, you just yeah, have to get over she, it. Yeah. We love you, Ashley Waycott. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, I bought some cool stuff. Can I talk about the cool stuff I got? Please do. Go for it. I have to remember off the top of my head. I got uh, Behind the Ears. It's like an in-depth of like just like behind the scenes bullshit of like Disneyland, Disney World. It's really cool. Really cool. Amazing. Um, I got – this is is dumb, but it was so cute and I had to get it. Um, (laughs) It's a Hot Wheels car, (laughs) but it's Ursula's. Oh my god. It is so adorable. You're so cool. You put together the best baskets. What else I get? Oh, almost forgot. I got Disney tarot cards. I am obsessed with that. <laughs> Completely and totally. I don't know if she does readings, uh, but I expect maybe she to, does now. Well she better. I, I want a tarot card reading. And of course, um I'm gonna throw in all our March in that uh gift bag too. So Awesome. Send us your address, Ashley Waycott. And we will send it off. Oh, before we jump into the other bracket, too, um, since we're talking about merch, on Patreon once a month, we give away all the merch that we have. Yeah, not like our entire stock, but like one of each. (laughs) Yeah, one of each. Not like, I mean, come on. (laughs) But yeah, so I put everything on the wheelie. And should we spin for that right now? Absolutely. Let's spin right here and right now. Oh my gosh, I'm nervous. Ah. What the fuck? That's a horrible sound. <laughs> I don't know if I can change it. <laughs> Aiden Porter. Yay. Who is it? Aiden Porter. Aiden Porter. We love you too. We love you. Thanks for being a top tier Patreon. Um, I already have your address because you are a Patreon. So check your mailbox. I'll be sending that out this week. Yay. Okay. Well, okay. (laughs) Here. I, okay. 
you guys might as well know at this point that the new bracket has fully eclipsed the content of the podcast for me at this point. The the disasters are purely secondary to me for the duration of this bracket because this is truly all I care about now. <laughs> um, hi, researching this was the highlight of my life last night, and I think that will continue. And I really do feel like this is um, a gift that you guys have given to me personally, and I appreciate it very, very much. All right. So it's the first week of the Petty Pop Culture Moments. Are you ready? I just can't stress enough how much I'm living for this. <laughs> I really like this first matchup. So the me first too. one is Mariah Carey doesn't know J-Lo mm-hmm. versus Kiki Palmer doesn't know Dick Cheney. Okay, so I will briefly summarize this for those in the back, cough, cough, my mom, who will not know what's going on here for most of them, but will want to. So um, for the Mariah and J-Lo situation, I'm sure I'm messing up some aspect of this, but way back in the day, early 2000s, um, there was a German interview interviewing Mariah Carey, and um, there was some degree of a rivalry going on between her and J-Lo, and I... I guess I feel like maybe the media thought there was a rivalry with, with uh, a rivalry with Beyonce, but it doesn't really seem like that was actually a thing. Um, so they asked her what she thought about Beyonce and she said something very complimentary and flattering. She's, you know, talented and nice or something. And then they asked her, what do you think about JLo? And she just smiled, shook her head and said, I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Then we have Kiki Palmer, which I actually was not familiar with at all until last night. I don't know how I missed this one. I believe it was in 2019. Oh, it's so and good. Yeah, it, it is really good. I cannot believe I missed this entire meme because it seems like it was a whole thing. And I mean, I was right here on the internet then, so I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, but somehow that one went over my head. So Kiki Palmer is an actress. And in, I believe, 2019, she was doing some kind of um televised polygraph thing the whole context of why she was doing a polygraph thing a little bit over my head i just i was not actually familiar with her and had missed that entire drama so they showed her a picture of dick cheney and she looked at it and i mean you can tell she means it completely she said (laughs) i hate to say it i hope i don't sound ridiculous i don't know who this man is i mean he could be walking down the street i wouldn't know a thing sorry to this man Sorry to this man. Uh, Sorry to this man. It is a mood. What a mood. (laughs) Oh, I want to get that tattooed on me somewhere. Sorry to this man. (laughs) So. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome to our podcast, The Capricorner. I am Lynn. And I am Destiny. And we are two Capricorns destined to meet and linked by the same birthday. On our lifestyle podcast, you'll hear about dating, relationships, pop culture, and psychology, Capricorn style, of course. We highlight our different upbringings and life experiences and compare our thoughts on questionable subjects. So get ready for a challenge to your mental fitness and copious controversy. Listen for new episodes on Tuesdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or click the link in the description. Wow. I mean, these are both fucking delicious. So I dug into this a little bit more and I was a little bit I was definitely right away leaning toward Mariah and J-Lo because, you know, I was familiar with it. It is 
if, if you had asked me off the top of my head, what is my favorite petty pop culture moment? That's probably the one I would have free associated. So it makes sense. Um, and, but then I don't know, the more I thought about it, the more I was kind of like, but I mean, she does know her. So like, it, it's almost doing too much somehow, but I don't know. So I was like, let me dig more into the history of the feud. Let me read, you know, some memes involving the sorry to this man thing. So, okay, if you aren't familiar, the whole Mariah Carey JLo thing, like, neither one of them has ever technically even said there is a rivalry, although Mariah Carey wrote a book recently, and um, referred to a female entertainer who I don't know. (laughs) And that was it that that was she never said her by name in her never mentioned her by name in her book but i have to go with mariah for this even though for the record i can't stand mariah carey i'm sorry i also <laughs> don't care for j-lo um they both just fucking bother me for no reason anyway though but this this is beautiful i think i think the media like curate drama sometimes especially oh, sure. pitting females against females you know what for I mean? sure and you know that is another reason that i was initially hesitant because you know it's like eh, do we really want to get into that but then then i read a quote from her from a 2002 interview that she did with larry king and he asked her if she had any rivalries with her and j-lo and mariah carey said and i think this is shadier than the original quote personally <laughs> Mariah Carey said, there are rivalries, but I don't think she has anything to do with me. My whole thing is singing, writing songs. I've been doing this my whole life. Singing is first and foremost. It's a God-given talent that I'm grateful for. Her thing is something different. Oh, no. Oh, shit. (laughs) I mean, what a way. What a way to say we are not even competing in the same contest here. We are. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and man, I do have to respect that energy. <laughs> I love I me. really. I do. I get it. I I don't. I wish I did. I honestly don't know why she bugs me. I I have to respect just refusing to even view her as a competitor or a rival because she didn't receive it she didn't receive it and i i i I don't know i like mariah carey and jennifer lopez just about equally so i really have no stake in that fight but i have so much respect for that just how could there be a rivalry we're not even in the same class (laughs) i mean holy shit um so that one has to win although i will say the kiki palmer one was delightful yes absolutely fucking delightful and i we're we're (laughs) we can't ever miss a week now because i will riot if i don't get to do this bracket (laughs) every week you're gonna be like i've got the stomach flu on top of covid on top of sepsis on top of on top of all my kids are puking i don't care i'm sorry (laughs) we're doing the bracket we're doing the bracket we'll just Uh, record the bracket and then be done i don't care all right so mimi advances this week. mimi advances i'm so excited well i've had this episode ready for a while i'm stoked yes it kind of turned out different than what I went into it, you know, initially, but I don't know. I think it's solid. My last episode I did Lego and this week we're going to do Legoland. Okay. I I would not have thought there would be Legoland tea, so I'm really excited to be wrong. There's some Lego t- land tea for sure. Okay. I mean, apparently if it's on our, our podcast, <laughs> there must be. 
All right. So let's unpack some of the incidents and accidents. Let's unpack. So as I mentioned last episode, the new Lego factory became so crowded with visitors that Gottfried would make plans for and eventually open the very first Legoland theme park in its hometown of Billion, Denmark in 1968. Amazing. It's a big time for theme parks. Mm -hmm. The first boasted a Lego train, a puppet theater, an educational driving school, and thousands of Lego bricks for visitors to play with. Gottfried knew Legoland would be a hit, but he certainly was not expecting the turnout it had. In its first season, Legoland brought in 625,000 visitors, double the projection. I was reading, like, at one point, like, like the CEO, like, all the bigwigs were, like, having to wash dishes in the restaurant, like, in opening. Oh, my God. Because there just was not enough hands on deck. Wow. By the mid-90s, Legoland Park started popping up internationally in Europe, North America, and Asia. It was good until it wasn't. By the early 2000s, the Lego company found itself upside down financially. Quote, in 2003, Lego had acquired a debt of some $800 million. Wow. Yep. A negative cash flow of $160 million and a year-on-year 30% fallen sales yikes that's not great just hemorrhaging money yeah for real with the lego group on the brink of bankruptcy they made a difficult decision to sell their legoland parks to merlin entertainment for a whopping 460 million dollars in 2005 it's not a total submission though the lego owner family's investment company becomes a shareholder in the merlin entertainment's group and they appoint representatives to the Merlin Entertainment's board. Quote, this ensures that, in close cooperation with the Lego group, the parks are operated with due respect to the values of the Lego brand. So they still, like, they have people in there. Right. When I first started digging into Legoland for the episode, I became really impressed with its apparent squeaky clean record. <laughs> apparent. I didn't write this. But I did find this article where um, there was like a train ride at one of the parks that derailed. There's always a train ride that derails. No one was on it, but a visitor was taking pictures and basically like security cornered her to make her <gasps> delete them. Oh, shit. So when I say I can't. How long ago is this? Like what kind of technology are we talking about with this? I need a, Like cell about- phone. Wow. I think she got to keep them. Like, fought was like, fuck you. Um, <laughs> but it does make you think, like, is that what else has happened? Yeah. Clean? Like, like uh, what just got covered up successfully? Right. Wow. Okay. So, some Lego scandal. I know. So, amusement parks in America, at least, they're not federally regulated, and most parks self report incidents. Scouring online, I only found. Two deaths within the Legoland parks, both of which were model citizens, a name given to the park's employees. Okay. Do you want to be a model citizen? I, I, That's weird. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. I thought it was weird, too. I'm glad I'm not the only one. No. <laughs> both cases, strangely, have very little information. And I'm telling you, I dug and I dug. And I dug and I 
can't find hardly anything on these. Okay, but I am loving the idea of a Legoland cover-up. I'm Maybe this is why I cannot find the information on this shit. <laughs> That's my theory. We thought Disney was bad about this shit. Listen, we all love good conspiracy theories, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. No, but nothing's off the table. I did find it bizarre. <laughs> so the first incident happened in 2007 at the original Legoland in Billion, Denmark. While riding on one of the park's roller coasters, a guest wallet fell from the car onto the ground below. Despite safety regulations put into place for situations like these, a 21-year-old employee scaled the safety fence to treat You mean a model citizen? A model citizen. Please, stick with the theme. Let me get that wallet for you right away. (laughs) (laughs) She scaled a fence to get this guy's wallet, right? Don't do that. Don't be that model of a citizen. Mm -mm. Almost immediately, she was struck in the head by an oncoming coaster car. Oh, shit. Killing her immediately. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Like, I couldn't even find her name. Oh, that's rough. Legoland manager Henrik Hoerman? I don't know. Um, Danish names, right? Uh, Told the media, quote, we're shocked. Nothing like this has happened before. Wink, wink. I mean, <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just kidding. No, I was going to say, no, 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 it? do we know? We don't trust you. <laughs> yeah. So that's literally all I could find on that one. Interesting. I was like, how Sketchy. am I going to do an episode it's like sus. if I can't find shit? Well, just, but you've been telling me again and again, this is going to be a hefty one. So <laughs> somehow you manage. The second model citizen death was that of chief hotel maintenance engineer Shane Roy Gunser this year. On February 5th. So oh, damn, this is fresh. Fresh. According to trooper Stephen Neville, his death did not appear to be drug related, nor was foul play suspected. Legoland New York made a statement saying, quote, we were deeply saddened to learn of the passing of one of our employees. See, they don't even stick with it. Counseling <laughs> and support are being offered to those staff members who may be affected. Our deepest condolences are with the employees, family, and friends at this sad time. They also mentioned that, like, any further inquiries, like, just you can call the New York State Police. That was a lot. What I, the, what I the, didn't call okay. them. What? Did yeah. they die at Legoland? Or yeah. What? Yeah, at the hotel on, on, at the resort at Legoland. Yes. Okay, that's weird as shit. Right? Yeah. Okay, so I didn't call the police. Um. I'm surprised. I almost did. I almost did. (laughs) But I noticed that there was a reporter in New York who was covering some of this and was asking some questions. Okay. And then there wasn't much of anything else. Okay. So I reached out to her. (gasps) And she fucking answered me back. Are you kidding me? I'm not going to give her a name because, like, nothing's, like, confirmed. But, like, just trust me, like. Is an actual reporter in New York, like a legit one, not like okay. we believe you. I believe you, and if anybody doesn't, they they are welcome to leave. I don't know. Yeah, they can go track down reporters themselves. I just want to see like if Shane's death like had any like current updates. I mean, because it was February, where we're in May. Maybe there's something. Maybe there's not. My brother died around the same time, and I I still it's still under investigation. So who knows? Maybe yeah. she heard a rumor. She did share with me with some unconfirmed information. And I was like, 
But because of the nature of those, I'm not going to include them on the podcast because they're like, I don't know, just out of respect for his family privacy. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. Like, and it has nothing to do with Legoland. Okay. So I'm not going to like blast somebody on right. our that's, podcast. That's decent of you. So before I reach out to the reporter, like, I was going on people's social media, just being nosy as fuck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, I certainly do. It's my whole brand. Checking the comics section, or the comic section. <laughs> Checking the comment sections because, you know, it's always a wild good time in there. Oh, yes. Or a wild bad time. Depending. Uh-huh. It, yeah, I mean, some of them really went off the rails. One comment that really caught my attention was, quote, multi-million dollar theme park is built on the dumping grounds of a serial killer. They certainly went uh, above and beyond to hush that. Um, I beg your pardon? Uh, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> that's uh, uh, what? What? What is Legoland hushing? Yeah. Um, they sure fucking did. Tell me everything. The lo- I love when we get into a podcast. I love when we get into an episode that I'm so interested in that, like, I just tell me. I don't even care that we're <laughs> recording this. Just tell me. <laughs> All right. So I was like, there's no way. There's no way. And I love when I can find stuff just like willy nilly in a comment section. Uh, yeah, that is the best stuff. We need to do more comment section based episodes. Mm-hmm. So. The location of the park, which opens its doors to the general public, only like a year ago on May 29th. It's new. The New York one, new. Baby. Okay. Has a bit of a sordid history. Legoland's 500-acre property found in the town of Goshen is the same site where serial killer Nathaniel White left two of his victims in an abandoned farmhouse in the early 90s. Nathaniel White, dubbed the Robocop Killer by the media, was on parole when he murdered five women, one of them pregnant, and a 14-year-old girl. Okay, but can we get into the nickname a little bit more? So his first victim, I didn't write this down, so don't quote me. His first victim, he saw a scene in RoboCop and, like, copycat. It was like a copycat murder. Like, he, his first victim, he murdered... The woman, like they did in the movie. Okay, but how is that? What? Like with a knife. Like he cut her. Okay. I'm going to have to Google this in my own time, huh? Yeah, I didn't really get okay. into it because this is like one of the most, like, they bug me out. Serial killers fucking bug me out. All right. Again. I'm actually, I have very little interest in serial killers. I usually skip serial killer episodes and true crime podcasts. Me too. Me too. I, I don't, I don't care. I don't, they A, creep me out, but B, I also just like don't want to know. I don't know. I think what's so upsetting about this fucking guy was, so he was on, he basically was on parole, right? Kidnapped a 16 year old girl, was rearrested, put on parole again, and then he starts killing. Like, oh, what the on, fuck are we know. doing here? That you know what I mean? It like, didn't have to happen. Yeah. It, none of it had to happen. That's so unnecessary. That's insane. Moving on. The $500 million New York Legoland project also came under fire during construction for repeated environmental violations. Oh, damn. The New York State Department of Environmental Conservation cited Legoland owners Merlin Entertainment's 67 times 
for letting muddy stormwater wash from the construction area into the nearby Otter Creek during heavy rains. DEC claimed that the construction site lacked, quote, basic erosion and sediment controls. Legoland spokesman Matt Besterman argued that the construction runoff was due to, quote, 74.3 inches of rainfall in Goshen, nearly 30 inches above average. So blame it on the rain. (laughs) (laughs) But listen, they're still responsible for finding a solution, period. Like, this this is what you're supposed to do. The town of Goshen's building inspector, Neil Halloran, eventually shut down construction because of the repeated polluting of their waterways. Quote, construction site mud has continually turned the otter kill and its connecting waterways a chocolate milk color. Oh, that's that's descriptive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was thinking, yeah. I'm like, I've seen brown waterway, but like, then you think it's like milky. That probably looks so gross. Yeah, I still don't know that we needed such a descriptive (laughs) explainer on that one. Besides the muddy runoff, the construction site was also fined for two oil spills that occurred when workers removed seven underground storage tanks they found buried on the property. So just hidden oil tanks. Seems random. The total Mm -hmm. fines added up to $611,000, but Legoland settled with the department for $346,000 the highest penalty settlement for stormwater cases in the region in the last three years, which that's not a long time. There's a lot of pollutant going on up there. What's going on? Yeah, that's too much. They need to calm down. Well, under the agreement, Legoland also must contribute at least $50,000 for an unspecified environmental benefit project for the area. I don't know what it was. Couldn't find it. Weirdly vague. Next up, I found there are a couple of performers who were definitely not Mark Safe. Okay. Coincidentally, they were both playing pirates. Okay. The first accident occurred on March 28, 2011 at Lego Windsor. Performer Jay Young had been a gymnast since he was three years old. In 2011, he decided to follow his brother Lewis's footsteps, who was a successful stuntman with a resume that included films like Harry Potter and Pirates of the Caribbean. Damn. Jay joined SGA Productions to start his career and scored a job performing in the Pirates of Skeleton Bay show in Lego City Harbor, billed as a pirate-themed live-action show featuring acrobatics and swashbuckling swordplay. Only three weeks into his new role, things went horrifically wrong during a performance rehearsal. Jay wasn't pitched high enough during a somersault routine, and he landed on his head. Ooh. Jay was immediately airlifted to where his family remained by his bedside, absolutely devastated. The accident severed Jay's spinal cord, rendering him a quadriplegic. Shit. Yeah. Devastating. That is awful. When he heard the news of his fate, he asked his mother, Mandy White, quote, how am I going to live like this? Mandy said, I told him he still had the most important thing, his heart to live and his head to think. Jay, who now requires 24 hour care, did not give up. He said, I'm very determined. I will never quit. I've never lost before and I've never been defeated. He would go on to speak publicly about his journey after the accident. Jay's simple message, pursue your dreams with conviction and do not take for granted the simple things in life. A hug, 
scratching one's own nose, sending your own text <laughs> messages, and removing an annoying eyelash. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's rough. It is rough. I did see that he pursued legal action against Legoland, but I could not find the results. I'm I'm sure they made a payout. I hope they made a payout. Like, ugh. Yeah, I mean, how could they not? Coincidentally, the next accident also takes place at Windsor Legoland just six years later in July of 2017 during the same production of Pirates of the Skeleton Bay, but this time in front of a crowded audience of children and parents. Okay, you know how you like love bridge collapses? Mm-hmm. And like it's, it's, I hate to say I love a thing that's really terrible, but in terms of just like disasters that really interest me, it, I'm really interested in like in front of an audience ones. I like, performance gone wrong in front of an audience situations. This one's on video. Oh, it's rough. 29-year-old Brendan Pollitt was fronting a three-man team of pirates on a Russian swing. As the swing rose higher and higher, Brendan, who was the flyer, was set to dive from the swing into a pool of water below. Instead, the swing was pushed so high, it flung Brendan in the air backwards, where he then dropped 30 feet onto the decking below. Like, oh, man. he is flung so fucking high in the air. It is. Ugh. Brendan's lifeless body lay on the ground, and an announcer came over the intercom, and a very happy voice said, Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, we're sorry, but due to technical difficulties <gasps> and the health and safety of our performers, we are unable to continue this performance of the Pirates of Skeleton Bay. <laughs> oh my god those announcements get me <laughs> yeah technical oh, difficulties for holy sure. shit yeah as performers all dressed up in their pirate gear race to check on brennan a pirate who was on the swing with him grabs a green and white striped flag to shield the view from the horrified audience which I don't know if that's something they were trained to do, but smart fucking thinking. Yeah. Like it was oh, yeah. like he looks at him and then he runs and he grabs this flag and then like puts a barrier up. Wow. That's good thinking. Brennan's, whose heart had stopped beating after the fall, was oh resuscitated God. and rushed to the hospital where he underwent open heart surgery to treat damage done to the valve of his heart. Ready for this laundry list? His other injuries from the fall included smashed ribs, a collapsed lung, a torn liver, a fractured chest bone, a fractured spine, damage to both elbows, soft tissue injuries to both knees, and a head injury. Oh, that poor man. Right? Jesus. Brennan would ultimately survive, but because of the seriousness of his injuries, his life drastically changed. And I'm sure. Yeah. Like he's on, he'll be on medication for the rest of his life. Oh, yeah. Last year, Brennan filed a lawsuit against SGA Productions Limited, which was contracted by Legoland to put the pirate show on. In a statement on his law firm's website, Brennan said, My injuries have been devastating for me. I've always been very fit and healthy, but I knew that this would put an end to my active lifestyle. Having to have open heart surgery on more than one occasion was terribly difficult for me to comprehend. And to this day, I'm struggling to come to terms with everything I've been through. 
While I can't turn back the clock and change what happens, I feel that this was an accident that could have and should have been avoided if proper regard had been for my safety. Damn. Right? Called the fuck out. Yes. Like. Wow. Good for him. He's asking uh, 200,000 pounds uh, in damages. This is still ongoing. So as soon as there's an update, I will let you know. Sometimes we just get those freshies in here. Freshies. Do we have to call them freshies, though? (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) No. (laughs) Please, no. Stay with us. We'll be right back. In space, no one can hear you scream. Unless you have a podcast. It's Space Castle! Join three nerds. I'm DT. I'm Alex. And I'm Seth. As they hurtle through space, debating movies, books, games, and answering your pop culture questions. All to maintain their own sanity. Space Castle. Your clubhouse and ours for all things nerdy. Available wherever pods are casted. When researching this episode, I was really surprised by a number of uh, disability-related lawsuits. So I saw those lawsuits, and then I'm like, oh, shit. Legoland Legoland is kind of fucking dropping the ball when it comes to our uh, disabled friends. So we're we're just going to talk about some of those, because I think it's important. Oh, it's very important. Rob Jenkins started working at Windsor Legoland. I mean, it sounds like Windsor just needs to be shut down at this point. Honest to God, (laughs) it's always Windsor. (laughs) He started working there in March of 1998, rising through the ranks and eventually becoming an attractions team leader. At Legoland, the company recognized model citizens with three years of service with an award ceremony. At a ceremony on March 16th, 2001 employees were given lego models of themselves that's cute though it's cute in theory (laughs) in theory the lego models of the employees carried various accessories related to their job at the park like clipboards tools etc most of them did at least Uh -uh. when rob received his model he was stunned there was nothing on his model representative of his work at legoland instead The model of himself was dressed in a blue suit and wore a sling on his right arm. It was at this point Rob realized that his model only highlighted his disability. Oof. And not even accurately at that. Like, it's his other arm that was in the sling. They didn't even get the right arm right. Yikes. In July 1987, at the age of 16, Rob Jenkins had a motorbike accident that injured his left arm. Not his right. As a result of the accident, quote, his arm has withered and he has had to wear a sling. When he received his model in front of a very large crowd, uh, he was, like, pretty fucking humiliated, right? Like, yeah. Rob said, quote, it was a horrible thing to do and colleagues who knew me well were just as shocked as me. I do not know what they could have been thinking. Everyone else's model related to the work. Employees who worked in the gardens got a figure with a spade, and people in catering got one with a chopping board. So, 
And they were just like, you're getting one accessory and this is it. This is it. And yeah. Yikes. Yuck. He fell into like a massive depression. Like it was really bad. His psychiatrist, Dr. Longhurst, signed him off on an extended leave of absence, citing that this man is suffering from a depressive episode triggered by an insensitive experience at his workplace. Rob's depression got so bad he couldn't leave the house for months. Rob decided to take the company to court. His complaint was not that the model was an image of him. Like, he knows who he is, right? Right. But that the model did not contain anything identifying him for his work. He wanted to be seen for more than just his disability. But in August of 2002, an employment tribunal in Berkshire ruled that he had not been discriminated against and threw his case out. Rob disagreed and continued to fight. At his appeal in London, the Employment Appeal Tribunal, which it's funny, like their like abbreviation is eat. But <laughs> like eat him up. <laughs> Quote, concluded the tribunal's decision was perverse. All but three of the 58 models depicted the individual in a workplace context. There was no reason why Jenkins could not have been modeled within items such as a team leader's radio. And the only explanation for his depiction in a sling was because he was disabled and could be identified by his disability. I wonder what the other two were. One was pregnant. <laughs> oh. The other one had oh. glasses. Uh, okay. <laughs> hmm. Rob was rewarded over $20,000. Uh, he said, quote, I think I'm allowed to treat myself to a nice holiday in a new car. And we're not talking Butlins and Skoda. And friends in the UK, I need to know what that means. What's, <laughs> what's Butlins and a Skoda? I was like, am I supposed to know what that means? He said no. a nice holiday, a new car. And we're not talking about Butlins and a Skoda. Okay. Well, I, I hope you enjoyed that, Rob. In his statement, Lego said, as a consequence of this case, we no longer make models of our employees as long-service guests. Well, that's kind of unfortunate. <laughs> when it comes to the safety of their guests and visitors with disabilities, the lines are so blurred at Legoland, it has found them with a number of disability discrimination lawsuits from all over the world. Really? Mm -hmm. On April 21st, 2018, Sayoshi Abe decided to take his children and family friend for a day at Legoland's Indoor Discovery Center in Tokyo, Japan. As a party of four reached the entrance, an unexpected roadblock. Upon realizing that Sayoshi and his children and friend were all deaf, the employee at admissions, quote, then informed in writing that the theme park policy requires any disabled guest to have at least one accompanying able-bodied oh. support guest. No. Yes. Oh, yikes. Big fucking yikes, right? Big fucking yikes. Oh, wow. Okay. The reasoning, quote, they wouldn't be able to hear the disaster alarms, and so the park would not be able to guarantee their safety. Uh, I did see, talking about comment sections, where someone was like, I don't think you really need to hear for that. You just see people running. And you, yeah. You and start you running, to, too. You know what I mean? What the fuck? It's been, it blows me away. That's really problematic. And it's like wow. 2018. Like, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, 
listen, I I oh. am able body like I'm not like, dumb enough they... to know that these things happen every fucking day to disabled community, but it's just like it makes my skin crawl. Yeah, that no. And like what are they even counting as a disability? Right? I don't and I don't know. They were promptly denied entry. Unsurprisingly, his children were like fucking upset. I mean, my kids can you imagine just kids in general? Like yeah, they're about to go to fucking Legoland. And it's like, they think that's a good place to go. I don't know anymore. Yeah. So he took action. Quote, as a teacher for the deaf and a representative for children's support groups at his school, he took it upon himself to reach out to the Japanese Federation of the Deaf, who took issue straight to the government. It was like, fuck around and find out. Like, I love when there's a media action. Not all this red tape bullshit. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the courts found that refusing a disabled customer access to the store, park, or service without a helper violates the act for eliminating discrimination against people with disabilities. And in just over a month after the incident on June 13th, the Ministry of Economy, Trade, and Industry formally requested the company to, quote, work hard to better understand the law and implement changes accordingly. And then a formal apology from Merlin Japan Entertainment Representative Peter Lee followed. Like, come on. Like, I'm glad that it was like fast, fast, fast. But that is super fucking yucky. Yeah. Legoland found themselves in court again over a disability discrimination suit in 2019. Good God. Mm -hmm. Watching the interviews of Isis Suarez. Listen, this little boy (laughs) is the cutest little boy in the whole entire world. He's your typical energy-filled 10-year-old boy. He's in the Boy Scouts. He does karate. He loves to paddleboard. He sails. And he loves going on roller coasters. Like, roller coasters are his jam. He sounds fun to hang out with. Mm -hmm. Isa was also born without tibia bones in both his legs. Um, So he's a bilateral amputee, and he wears prosthetics full-time. Okay. So each of his prosthetics are designed for different activities. Nothing gets in this kid's way. He said, I can accomplish anything without real legs. <laughs> when the family moved to Winter Haven, Florida, they decided to visit their city's biggest attraction, Legoland. Arriving at the park, the family headed straight to customer service to acquire about any ride restrictions for ISA. ISA was given a hero pass that are given to those quote, may have difficulty waiting in line, and a map. And so on this map, they cross out two rides that he can't ride because of his disability. Isa, loving roller coaster, made his way to the Dragon, an indoor-outdoor steel roller coaster. So he's waiting in line, like, full-on boards this ride. Okay, and I assume this was not one of the ones crossed off. Nope, nope. I mean, the parents... They did the right thing. Like before they, yeah. I mean, I personally I don't know think. What more you could ask? I personally think, like, how hard is it to maybe mark these fucking things so there's like you just go the ride and it's done. Like, yeah. but they took the they took that step, you know. Yeah. And I'm sure like that's just that's a part of like their life. Yeah. So they go to the dragon. Says he can ride it. They board the ride. And then they waited. And waited, and like the waiting seemed to go on forever, but the ride never began. 
Instead, a ride operator finally approached Isa and told him that he would have to get off because he did not have, quote, Aww. one natural leg. Oh, which they knew when they checked in. Uh. Mm-hmm. Upset, they returned to customer service, who apologized and informed them that he could, in fact, ride the dragon. All was good until yet again, Isa tried to ride another permitted roller coaster. The operator pointed out that he needed, quote, one real leg. The family was tired of being humiliated, so they decided to stop again at customer service to air their grievances. More apologies were given and a free season pass for the family. All right. See, I I feel like at this point, as a parent, I would be really freaked out about whether to let him ride those rides. Like, is there a reason? Is it like, is it safe? I don't know. I feel like with all these mixed signals, I would have a hard time trusting it. Mm -hmm. So Legoland, they give them this family pass, which this season pass. So and they, they live, they can go all the time. Right. Okay. But this day wasn't like the only incident. Every time they returned to the park, oh my god, it was the same shit. Rides Isa could ride one day, he couldn't ride the next. And some limitations were getting ridiculous. Quote, he's being forbidden to ride on rides that are meant for toddlers 30 inches tall. Mm-hmm. At one point, Isa was denied entry into a water playground designed for babies and toddlers. The family grew increasingly uncomfortable even going on rides at this point. Isa's mom, Sari, said, I just have a feeling that they're just going to say, no, can't ride this because of this and that. And being turned away was also starting to take its toll on Isa. Like, fucking, I mean, he's dead. Yeah, I mean, you never know what's going to happen when you get on a ride. That's just, it must be so defeating. Mm -hmm. He said, I don't understand why they keep telling me to have natural lakes when these are my natural lakes. (laughs) Oh, bless him. I'm telling you, this this is the key to fucking get of it. Like, I just, I could watch his interviews all day long. Enough was enough, so the Suarez family took it to court. Isa's mom, quote, appreciates the amusement park's commitment to safety, but wants to know how one ride can be safe one day and then unsafe another day. Yeah, I mean, at this point, this has been an issue for so long, you would think that they would want to avoid the bad publicity, have a sit down, figure out what's safe and what's not, and just get their shit together with all their ride operators. It's not that hard. Not that hard. No, I mean, come on. There needs to be clear guidelines. Employees of the park should be trained to handle these incidents better. Quote, he knows he's different. He doesn't need to be told every day. No. I did have trouble finding out the status of their lawsuit, so I reached out to Kaz um, for some guidance. The Suarez family did settle with Legoland on April 15th of this year, but it would not be the last settlement the company had to make concerning prosthetics. Oh, my God. At the same fucking location. on. At the same location. That's ridiculous. All of the articles I found on this next incident refer to the young boy with the initials ZG. So I'm just going to refer to him as Z to make it easy from here on out. Okay. On July 16, 2020, Alicia Molinax took her five-year-old daughter and her 10-year-old son Z to Legoland in Winter Haven. Since Z was born without part of his leg, he uses a prosthetic. Like this Suarez family, Alicia headed straight to the customer service at Legoland to discuss any limitations for her son at the park that day. 
Speaking with the manager, she let them know that Z was, quote, wearing a water-qualified prosthetic device or a swimming leg, specifically designed to be used in water and to allow for swimming, and continued that without this prosthetic, Z would not be able to swim. The manager told Alicia that, quote, in the event that the device were need to be removed, he would be able to put it on his lap or otherwise take it with him on the ride. So, like, he would still have it, but, like, if it, like, he couldn't get in the ride with it, like, he would just have to take it off. But he'd still have, he'd still have his leg. Right. After everything was discussed, the family made their way to Legoland's water park for a fun day in the sun. Z wanted to ride on a water slide. And as it goes sometimes... His mom stayed behind with her little sister, who was not big enough for the ride. This happens to me all the time. Five kids. Some can ride some rides. Some have to stay back. It is quite the conundrum. So Z, by himself, climbed six flights of stairs to the top of the slide. When it was time for him to sit on his inner tube, he was stopped by a Legoland employee who told Z that he would have to remove his prosthetic leg and leave it at the top of the slide. Z was embarrassed. He didn't know what to do. I mean, he's by himself. Like, he doesn't have a parent there. Um, yeah. And he could feel the pressure growing as people waited impatiently behind him. So, with tears streaming down his face, he took it off and handed it to the employee. At the bottom of the slide, Alicia watched as her son plunged into the pool, but something was not right. She waved for him to come to the steps, but he was struggling. He yelled to his mom, I can't because I don't have my leg. Z flailed his arms as he tried to balance without his prosthetic chin in the air because the water of the landing pool was almost as deep as he was tall. God, how infuriating. He didn't know how to swim. Like, they did all the right, they took the steps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he made it to his mother. Lifeguards, none the wiser. She flagged down an employee to get Z's leg, which remained at the top of the slide. The family waited nearly half an hour before Z's leg was returned to them. Ashley was disgusted by the entire event. Like, he, I mean, even the lifeguards are not paying, like, he could have died. Yeah. <laughs> you know, his, you know, I was reading where, like, his prosthetic, like, had buoyancy to it. Yeah. Like, it's just, you grew up your whole life with this. Like, this is, just imagine taking something away that, like, you're used to everyday activities with it's 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 fucking ridiculous it's fucking ridiculous she said quote what you did was the opposite of safe you sent my son down without his security damn ashley decided to take the matter to court what happened that day was it was a clear violation of the americans with disabilities act yeah she was surprised to hear from several other families who also experienced similar experiences. Legoland. I wonder if the Suarez is like called because I don't know. I, I think their things got settled like within months of each other. Oh wow! Talking Surely about really, they've had some kind of contact. I bet. Talking about the lawsuit, she said, "I don't want any other kid to feel the way my son felt, and I do not want another parent to feel the way I felt that day." And in February of this year, they also settled their lawsuit with Legoland. The last incident I want to cover is something I never in my life considered. Uh, not once, and I have forked over money for this multiple times for my multiple children. In May of 2016, while enjoying a day at Legoland, Jessica Bermuda stood in line with her son at the park's permanent face painting booth. 
Her son wanted his face to be painted to look like Marvel's comic book character, the Black Panther. Just how is this going to end up in our podcast? Mm. Jessica took pictures of the face paint artist, quote, creating a pattern of curving white lines on his cheeks and forehead against a darker background. The rest of the day went without a hitch and the family returned home. About a week later, Jessica's son started complaining about his face itching and burning. Then his cheeks broke out into a rash. Jessica had no idea what could cause this, so she took him to the doctor who prescribed some medicine for the rash. But despite treatment, the rash remained. And it got much worse. Much, much worse. Quote, the rash continued to spread out of control, causing dark spots and discoloration. Jessica kept taking her son to the doctor over an almost two-year period of time. The doctors just could not find a treatment to help her son. The discoloration on his skin really started to take a toll on, on him. He didn't want to go to school. And who can blame him? Because fucking kids can be total assholes sometimes. His classmates started calling him raccoon and teasing <sighs> him incessantly. I've seen pictures of the scarring on this. Like, it is, it is really sad. That's horrible. Mm -hmm. Eventually, the doctor reached out for a second opinion, which I don't know why it takes two years for a doctor to get over <laughs> an ego, but give me a fucking break. He did. Quote, the spread of the rash was too even and uniform for it to be eczema, which does not normally follow such patterns. The doctor suggested that something had to have been placed on the boy's skin. And at that moment, Jessica had an aha moment. Mm. This whole nightmare began after her son had had his face painted at Legoland. So she went for legal help. A personal injury lawsuit was filed and Jessica sought $15,000 for, quote, one count of negligence and one count of negligent infliction of emotional distress, which I felt like that was super low. Like, to me, I'm like, oh, well, this is not a money grab, obviously. Yeah. I mean, God, that's got to – does that even cover hospital bills in America? No, <laughs> I couldn't find any outcome. And after looking more into it, so Kaz helped me with this one too. She said that it was very possible that this case was just like dismissed, you know? Yeah. Cause it's really hard to prove Legoland's liability in something yeah. like this. A law blog she sent over to me said, quote, there are a couple of things working against the plaintiffs. Firstly, no one else seems to have been bothered by the face paint. If the boy suffered an extremely rare allergic reaction to the face paint, how could Legoland have known that that was a possible result? In order to prove negligence, the plaintiff must also be able to show that the situation was avoidable. In this case, it may not have been. I mean, that's fair, though. It, it is fair. It, it's so fair, but like, I just feel so bad. It sucks, though. It sucks yeah. so bad. And it's, so I was like looking, I'm like, you know, cause the rash showed slow, like it like grew slowly. It wasn't like yeah. he got home, washed it off and it was immediate. It like, it was a definite progression. But if you see the pictures of his makeup versus the scarring, like it's very clear, like he had a reaction to that. Like there's no, it makes sense. Like you can yeah. look at it and, and see it. 
you know. Yeah. I just feel sorry for him. That is, that's a bummer. Let's just collectively remind our kids to stop being fucking assholes. Yes. Let's do it. Aw. And that's your Legoland episode. Dude, I love that. I know it was a little all over the place, but. It was all over Legoland. It was all over Legoland. Oh my gosh, I really loved it. So if anybody. You killed that. If anybody tells you to delete pictures, don't let them. Send them to us. We'll We'll take care of them for you. I'll keep them safe. Don't you worry. We won't talk about it at all. Never. (laughs) We won't say your name unless you let us. Yeah. You ready for disaster relief? Um, I have realized recently, since I did G Flip recently, that I can do singers that I discover. That's a thing. It doesn't have to be like products or shows or foods or TikToks or purchasable items. I can do whole ass singers and I'm going to this time again. Um, and I'm going to go with Ixana. Spotify has recently turned me on to this super cool, um, queer Canadian artist and, I don't remember the last time that I have ever added so much of one person's music just to my main playlist, just in one go automatically. Oh, wow. Yeah. She, um, her debut album is the only one that's out. It's called Tantrums. And I have wholesale added almost every single thing on it to my playlist. <laughs> Um, but I'm particularly fond of, uh, Love Like This and, um kitchen light and complex i am thoroughly obsessed thoroughly i obsessed. love new music suggestions i love it so much okay well now you have one um and i if i don't come up with something else that i want to do between now and then i'm gonna do one next week too good <laughs> so your turn so since i've had covid and i'm not going anywhere um mine's just gonna be a repeat so we're stuck in the house. Uh, we've been fiddling with our decks. We're playing Pokemon trading card game, like the actual cards. Like we, nerd alert. We're doing it. <laughs> um, um, but we just went through and re-alphabetized all her cards and like reset up some new decks. And, um, I don't know. I think part of it is because I found out like you can make some big money on tournaments. And one of my children is very interested in competing. I think the season's over. So I'm like, okay, like, let's just, let's just play. Let's play. You want to do it? You know, there's that kid that won millions of dollars for playing video games. And I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum. Like, if my kids can be set, that's fine. I found out one of these tournaments, someone made 60,000 fucking dollars. Good God. There's a lot of like scandal in Pokemon tournaments too, like cheating. I don't know. There's just like a very sordid like underground world when it comes to Pokemon. And you know, maybe having COVID for the t- third time is my entry into the dark side of Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great entry. Last night, Ava let me use her deck to play against her. Uh-huh. Are you gonna Are you gonna tell on yourself? You know, I don't think it's so bad because it's her deck, <laughs> but it was a little. It just made me feel a little good that I kicked her ass with her own cards. You know, you you didn't sound so sheepish when you were texting me last night. 
Oh, she's going down. Like, if they're going to, like, <laughs> if they're going to tournament, like, you know what? I'm not doing the everyone gets a trophy thing here at this house. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Melanie, you texted me about this last night. And I was like, this is this is savage of you. And you were like, she's going to learn. And I'm saying if she hasn't learned when you made her throw him back to one of our first episodes, pay for her own team change in Pogo with her own money. I don't think she is going to learn about you. <laughs> but listen, listen, who buys who buys the cards? No, Melanie, I buy the no. cards. You know, yeah. and you know, when I'm playing it, I can look and I'm like, hey, you got some weak spots. Like it's all growing and learn. Hey, I have so much love for my children and I give, give, give. But when it comes to games, like there has to be like, I can't be on all the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like. I'm just not. When it comes to games, I'm just the villain. I'm sorry. You are the villain. I'm glad you can own this. <laughs> It felt so good recording with you this week. Should we go through our Patreons? Of course, yeah. Um, we got three this week. Um, one of them is a re-up. So KT Sillyheart, thank you for Yay. upping up your donation. And um, here's some new buddies. Amanda Ball and Ashley Davis. Welcome. Welcome. Amanda and Ashley. Good pairing. Yes. Go donate. Some blood, go donate some food, go donate, go donate a kidney. kidney. Thank you guys so much for supporting us and thanks for being so patient that we've been out. This episode, I've been sitting on this. It's been done for a week. Um, but when you can't talk, you, you can't, can't talk. Yeah. So can't talk, you can't talk. Um, but yeah, we've got some more awesome stuff coming your way. So just stay tuned for yes, that. Yes, we do. Yeah, it's coming down the hill. <laughs> coming around a mountain. Okay, stop. Sweet <laughs> dreams or no dreams. Sweet dreams or no dreams. Hey, Horrible Ghouls. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you would like to share your personal MarkSafe moment, you can send it to us at MarkSafePodcast at gmail.com. Please give our podcast a rate, review, and subscribe, and tell your buddies about us, too. That goes a long way. If you want to further elevate your support, check out our MarkSafe Patreon page, where we have shoutouts, goodies, and some bonus content in the works. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks again, and as always, stay safe.